1: But before I do, I want to tell you, you are listening to Bonnie Albers on Air, and I am the hostess with the hostess, Bonnie Albers. Today we have a fabulous show. I can't wait to get started. I can feel the moon, stars, sun, and planets just starting to sparkle. But before I actually introduce you to my next guest, I do want to say hello to everyone in chat. I know you're out there. I want, I'm want. i honored you come. I know you're excited about astrology as I am. I want to thank, we have Mark Richardson in the chat room. I was on his show yesterday. It was a fabulous show. Of course I love it, and of course it was me, but I love his show, and he is on the – he's actually on Spreaker, and it's the Paranormal Radio Show. He can put it in chat if he'd like. I know there were a lot of people there last night, so I want to thank you, Mark. You are – maybe you're the host with the most, because I'm the hostess with the most. So anyway, today we have a fabulous, awesome perfect guest for what's going on in the skies in the next day, I think. This is Dr. Ron Cole. He's a doctor of astrology. He teaches tarot. He combines tarot astrology. Maybe we should call that Ron, tarology. Astrology and tarot. He does when he does a tarot reading, he does it with the astrology wheel. But today he's here to talk all about what's gonna go on. And it is so cool, I can't wait to have you hear him. So I want everyone to help me welcome Ron Cole to the house.
2: Dr. Ron
1: Cole, hi!
2: Hello Bonnie and hello everyone. It's a pleasure to be back and be on your show again.
1: I, Ron, we have missed you. I am thankful that your health has gotten better. I want everyone to know who doesn't know Ron. He had some health issues last year, a couple really major ones, and he is back. I mean, Ron, you have studied astrology for what? 40 years, Uh, maybe longer. And it's amazing how much you know. How many?
2: Forty six years, Bonnie. I had to stop and think for the exact figure, but that is correct. I started in nineteen seventy-one.
1: Oh my goodness. And I want everyone to know that Ron Cole and I had the same birthday. Well, he's a few years older than me, but we have the exact same birthday. Seven fourteen. I love him. He right. is my best
2: field. I am so excited. With Bastille Day, Bonnie, we need to go to France some year. That would be a great birthday celebration.
1: I would love to do that. And I'll tell you, if you can get me on the plane to go to France, I'm going with you. (laughs)
0: But
1: (laughs) But Ron, I cannot believe what's coming up. And just, is it a day? I mean, is it tomorrow? Is it the next day? We've got a super full moon or something in top of a Mercury retrograde.
2: That's absolutely true. Uh, That will be this Sunday, December 3rd. Uh, This is the only super moon of the year. Now, what a super moon is, is when a full moon occurs, when the moon is at its closest to the Earth. Uh, There's a term for that, Bonnie. It's called perigee. P-E-R-I-G-E-E. And that means the exact closest the moon ever gets to the Earth. Now, when you have the moon full or the moment of the full moon exactly when it's the closest, it'll be the biggest moon possible. And that happened perhaps about two years ago. But this one is pretty close. Um, the moon is almost exactly at its perigee, closest point. And, of course, being closest, the moon will appear bigger and brighter than any other full moon of this year. Wow, now, it's and I'll- occurring in Gemini, the full moon will be at 4 at 11 degrees 40 minutes Gemini, 11 degrees 40 minutes Gemini. And for those of you that want timing, um actually it's going to be at 10:48 a.m. Eastern time. So if you're in the UK, you just add five hours to that, or if you're in Pacific time, just minus three hours. But it's going to be actually at its uh, exact brightest when we have daylight over much of this part of the world, but
0: that won't stop it
2: because once we get to dark, the moon is going to be so big and so bright, it's going to be just amazing
1: wow and you know super moons ron i always say of course you and i are moon children so when it's super we're we're super perfect
2: (laughs) (laughs) well we're also super influenced by the moon too
1: <laughs> well, don't you tell me you have a headache because I know you with these moons. It's all about the pull, the gravitational pull of the water. And that is just so cool to me. What else is, What does the supermoon mean? What do you feel it means? And why do we have supermoons?
2: It's extremely uh, powerful. It does have an influence on the tides, a stronger influence on the tides than regular uh, lunar cycles or full moons. It will also have a stronger influence on living creatures, on anything with fluid in it. Um, It's very interesting that there even have been measurements like sap inside trees can sometimes flow more upward when there's a full moon pulling on the tree. The earth can bulge upwards as much as six inches. The entire crust, or should I say the outer surface of the earth, can actually bulge just like the pool is on the ocean to make great tides. It also can pull on the earth and anything with fluid in it. And consider the fact that human beings are 80 to 90% fluid. Um, A lot of the fluid in our very body, our blood is being pulled upward more by the moon's pull than at other times. And it will affect animals. It will affect anything that has uh, liquidity or fluidity in it. Um, And even solidarity like the earth's surface. So the moon has a tremendous gravitational pull on the Earth. And the closer it is, the bigger it is, the brighter it is, the greater that uh, energy, or should I say that gravitational pull will be.
0: Wow.
1: And then it's happening, Ron, on a Mercury retrograde. Gemini. I mean, poor Gemini.
2: Well, Mercury is going to go retrograde that same day, that Sunday, December 3rd. And this one is going to turn retrograde at 29 degrees, 18 minutes, Sagittarius, which means it's going to turn and start backing up or appear to back up, actually, on the very last degree of a sign of the zodiac because the zodiacal degrees start at zero degrees. That's the first of any sign of the zodiac. So zero degrees Sagittarius would be the beginning of that sign. And 29 degrees is the very last degree. And that's the degree that Mercury is making. It's what we call a station, turning retrograde at. We use the term station retrograde because for a very brief time before Mercury starts that apparent backward or retrograde motion, it actually stops and remains stationary, not going forward, not going backwards. And then it goes into its retrograde or backing up phase. And um, this is interesting because the 29th degree, the next notch would be zero Capricorn, 29 degree Sagittarius here, means that Mercury gets right up to the point of entering Capricorn but backs off and starts moving backwards into the sign of Sagittarius and continues to back up, back up, back up until December 22nd, shortly before Christmas. And then it will stop retrograding. It will make a station. Again, it won't go forward or backward. It will just stop. And then it will be at 13 degrees Sagittarius. And then it will start after that moving forward again. It will be going to 14, 15. So it's like you put a car in drive, go down your driveway, moving straight ahead. You stop the car. You put it in reverse. You back up. Down the driveway, the same way you had just driven over, you stop before you go out on the road, you put it on drive a third or a second time, and you go forward over the driveway one more time. And that's how a retrograde planet appears in the sky. It'll appear, Bonnie, to be moving forward in the degrees of the zodiac, like uh, it's going to stop at 29 degrees. So it'll be going 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. And not go to zero Capricorn, and then it turns retrograde, and it'll start backing up. It'll go twenty nine degrees, twenty eight degrees,
0: twenty seven degrees, twenty. Just
2: like a reverse.
1: Well, Ron, what does that mean? What does that mean for for Sagittarius? What does that mean when it's going retrograde in Sagitt that Mercury is going retrograde in a certain sign, and then goes forward? Does that mean that? Sagittarius, I mean, we all get hit, but does that mean that Sagittarius have things they have to relook at or redo? What does it mean that they're going retrograde in Sagittarius?
2: Well, first of all, Mercury's in detriment in Sagittarius, which is an astrology term that means it's in the worst possible sign for it to be in. And that really isn't a bad sign for a planet, but there are signs that they are just not comfortable in. And the reason why is Sagittarius is opposite the sign Mercury rules. That's Gemini, and Gemini is Mercury's sign. And here it's on the other side of the zodiac in Sagittarius, turning, backing up, or retrograding. And so, first of all, it's a detriment, which means an uncomfortable sign for it. And the other thing is, on this day that it occurs, Mercury's at 29 Sagittarius, and Saturn. In the sky is at 28 Sagittarius. So there's a Mercury Saturn alignment at the time Mercury goes retrograde. Now, this means the following um, there's going to be a lot of contemplative energy, and that's saying it for the best, uh, but there also can be a lot of heavy mental energy going on because when a planet goes retrograde, it's like a person who's going from their daily action outer life into their sleep and sleep stage. A planet goes more into a subconscious energy directive, like we go into our subconscious sleep state at night when it is retrograde. And all planets retrograde except the sun and moon because actually when you have a retrograde, you have to have two moving bodies. And the earth is one of them. We're always moving around the sun. And then the other planets are moving in their orbit. So they get into certain alignments in which they will appear from the Earth's point to have that planet go backwards. But the sun stays fixed in the center of the solar system when the planets move around it. And Earth stays fixed and the moon moves around it. So we can't have a moon or sun turn retrograde. But every other sun are we lucky. Can. Yes, we are lucky in that sense. But this is kind of a a contemplative Mercury-like deep thinking, even a little worrisome or a little bit of heavy mental energy because it starts its retrograde journey aligned with Saturn in the sky by one degree, and it backs up to connect with Saturn instead of going forward. And so a lot of people in the three weeks in December there from the 3rd through the 22nd are going to be having a lot of stuff to think through, are going to have a lot of business pondering, are going to have a lot of business serious reflectiveness, are going to have a lot of their mind uh, about reorganization in business or redirection of certain things that aren't going well, Um, so a lot of business mind instincts. Uh, It's not as much a problem for Sagittarius people, even though the Mercury retrograde is occurring in that sign. It'll be felt more by the Geminis and Virgos of the world, because those are the two signs of the Zodiac body that are ruled by Mercury. You probably know some Geminis and Virgos.
0: Oh, yes. Right? Uh, Well,
1: the Geminis, I, I, I want to, you know, just smile. They're very, you know, smart. They're very intelligent. Didn't they say that Gemini, am I, am I uh, saying this correctly, Ron, That Gemini's are one of the most intelligent signs of the zodiac?
2: Absolutely. They are smart people. Uh, they are ruled by Mercury. That's their planet. And Mercury is associated with the intelligence, uh, the IQ of uh, the, uh, the human being, the amount of knowledge a person can absorb. Uh, it's a very, very, very smart sign. And that's why Mercury retrograde is felt by every sign so acutely because Mercury has a lot to do with our thinking process, our decision making, the way our minds work, the ideas and concepts in our minds. Well, when it's not retrograding, like today and uh, recently, we're having Mercury kind of affect us in our more outer world, outer way of thinking, outer life, outer everything. And then suddenly it's like Mercury goes into an altered state, retrograde, and starts affecting us from the subconscious rather than the conscious, from uh, a sleep-like state than a direct state. And that is a very uh, different affecting energy on the human brain. Sometimes wow. people have a hard time making decisions or they'll forget things. They'll be more forgetful or prone to be more forgetful. And you'll notice this among people. People will sometimes um, uh, mispronounce words or slur their words, and that doesn't mean they're drinking for the holidays. It's just sometimes <laughs> I'll see news broadcasters slur their words or mispronounce things when Mercury is retrograde. Um, there is good to this, Silvani. We have to remember nothing is negative completely. When a Mercury That's is retrograde, right. this is Good time to redo our, our office. Get rid of the clutter. Put things in order. Throw things away we don't need, and uh, arrange things more efficiently that we want to keep. And another interesting thing, and this seems to happen repeatedly, is when the planet is retrograde, it brings energies from the past back yes. into the present. And when yes. I have this tell me about Mercury retrograde, they say old clients they haven't heard from for months and months and maybe even years, suddenly all reappear in their life, starting to call them or email them and saying, I'm ready for another appointment. I'm ready for um, your service in my life. So it can bring a repeat of business from individuals we haven't heard from in a long time. And it's not just this retrograde. Mercury is every time there is a Mercury retrograde. Now, luckily, they only last three weeks, or approximately three weeks, you see.
1: But, Ron, does, do, they have a, do they have a flavor? Like, you know, I was saying about, uh, do they have a flavor? Because what I feel like is when things come back to you, isn't it come back to you, is it from the last year, or is it from the last retrograde? Because, uh, um, you, you it know. It could even be
2: years back. You know what happens is people sometimes reconnect with old high school friends or people they haven't seen in decades when there's a Mercury retrograde or an old family member that you just have not been in touch for a long time. You've drifted into two different life patterns, maybe even living far apart, will suddenly call you and you'll have a reconnect. Um, And it can go back years. It could be just recent times, like six months to a year ago. But then it can go back years, it brings energies from the past back into the present.
1: Do you feel, Ron, because I, when I look at the past and I look at energies, why would they come back? I always feel that if they can't come back, it is because they weren't resolved in the first place or they didn't end the way they, they should have.
2: That's one way of it because it can be a repeating to start anew. But it also could be people in business that were very satisfied with the amount of work you provided for them or the service you provided for them. And suddenly, Mercury's retrograde, they think of you, they think of the service you gained, uh, gave them in their life. And they said, I need to contact this person again because I need to make another scheduling with them. And so that's why it can be a good thing also, a remembrance of your value. So everybody who does astrology readings, psychic readings, uh, spiritual readings will sometimes find clients that they haven't had in a long time, reconnect with them for another update scheduled appointment.
1: I love that. I was thinking more of the uh, love or the connection. I always think karmically like the you know, that the planets and the stars and the moons always, uh, you have a plan and a purpose, as we say, it's that, uh, that life map, the minute you take a breath. And when I see a mercury retrograde, like I looked at, and if everybody's different, you're absolutely right. I love when clients come back. And, and, and I think that's a perfect way to look at business. Uh, well, you know, I look at some of the personal, and I think this person. Hasn't spoken to this other person in a long time because when they last saw them, something might not have been right, and now they're coming back to right that wrong. I always look at it karmically in the in the astrological chart. So I look at Mercury retrograde as ah, it's coming back now. But uh, what do 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 you feel that if it's in a certain plant, if it's in a certain planet, like it's in Sagittarius? Does it have its characteristics of Sagittarius? Like, will it affect world travel? Will it affect uh, Sagittarius's speak without, like you were saying, they'll slur their words because they don't always, they say what they mean and sometimes without a filter. But does it affect everyone in the, in the way of Sagittarius? I don't know if I'm, I'm
2: well, right, sure. It it was particularly connected to Sagittarius. And one of the major things is travel and traveling, that means the three weeks practically leading up to Christmas, Mercury will be retrograde in Sagittarius, and a lot of people are going to revise their traveling plans. The ones that they had set in stone or absolutely had prearranged may get altered. They may have to go on different days. There may be a health-related issue, a cold, a flu that stops someone from traveling. Um, There may be people that will suddenly, surprisingly, at the spur of a moment in the last minute decide to travel. So it can be um, a choppy, wavy type of situation that can affect traveling in the world. And this can also affect traveling devices. It can be more prone for, I mean, I already saw this on the news and everyone I'm sure is seeing it, that American Airlines gave so many pilots the time off that now they're panicking because they don't have enough pilots to fly during the high Christmas volume season.
3: And that's an example yeah.
2: of Mercury retrograde before the retrograde even started. But there could be strikes on airlines. There can be baggage handler strikes. There can be delays and frustration due to weather or other circumstances in flights. And missed flights are more common when there's a Mercury retrograde. And if you drive, you may encounter more traffic jams or more traffic construction or more issues on the roads. So it does have a disrupting energy on transportation and traveling.
0: Wow. Well,
1: Ron, what else is going on? Now that we know about Mercury, I think everyone in the whole world always uses that phrase. Oh, my goodness. It's a Mercury retrograde. So I, yes, I know A lot of people. <laughs> I love it. I love That's when I hear people. That's part of the,
2: the last of the world, the standard statement. Mercury yes. is retrograde. Um, by the way, just one yes. more comment, it's turn retrograde at 2.35 a.m. on December 3rd. Now, that's Eastern Standard Time. So wherever you are in the world, you can adjust the time zone by plus or minus the amount of hours you are away from Eastern Time to find the exact minute that it goes in your own city. Um, well, there's a very rare time in which we don't have any retrograde. And
1: I that know.
2: Means, I, that's amazing. Well, 10 planets all retrograde, not the sun and moon, but Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. They all go retrograde. And it's very odd with 10 different energies working that there is a time when none of them are retrograding, when they're all, so to speak, direct or not backing up. Well, we're going to have that as soon as we cross New Year's Day, starting January 2nd. 2018, through March the 8th, that's over two months now, January 2nd through March 8th, 2018, there won't be any retrograding planets at all in the sky. They're all direct, as we say. And that means somebody born at that time is going to have all the planets working on their conscious, awake, outer world, daily activity patterns. There aren't any planets at the time of their birth that are working through their more subconscious uh, level energy, kind of like us when we're working in day and sleeping at night. Again, that energy when a retrograde is akin to a planet not going to sleep and becoming unconscious, but to go into the more subconscious or inner uh, level of its expression rather than its outer and external expression.
1: And what would so, that day to? Told- what, was it going through um, Pisces? Was
3: it actually
2: going through Pisces? What do you mean, a planet? No, no, any time a planet is retrograde, any one of them, including Mercury, it's more like the planet is in its subconscious energy of manifestation, more than its outer conscious energy. It's still influencing, and it's still a planet, and it's still powerful, and it could be in any sign of the zodiac, but when it's retrograding, it's more working from... It's more internal access. Um, well, Rob, so we what have a phenomenon coming up here in, in, in a month, Bonnie, in which there's no retrogrades for two months.
1: Wow. Well, that's what I meant. What it, It's going through. When, what was the date that you said? So March? Uh,
2: it's going to be retrograde January 2nd, starting that day. So there's still one retrograde on New Year's Day, and that's Uranus. Uranus mm-hmm. is still retrograde. But on January 2nd, it stops and goes direct. So once that happens, we will not have another retrograde till March the 8th. Uh, actually, March the 8th, there's still no retrograde. But on March the 9th, Jupiter goes retrograde. So between Uranus going out of retrograde and Jupiter going into retrograde two months later, or a little over two months, we've got a period of no retrograde. But, you know, we have to pay for that, don't you? Because if we have uh, yeah. no retrograde... There will be another time coming up in the not-too-far-distant future in which most of the planets are retrograding. And that's going to occur in August of 2018. Between August 7th, starting the morning of August 7th, through August 17, 10 days, six out of the eight planets will be retrograde. Six out of the eight. Wow. F- planet will be retrograding except Venus and Jupiter. Those are the only two. So uh, between August 7th through the 17th, Bonnie, that means Mercury's retrograde again. Uh, Mars is retrograding. Saturn is retrograding. Uranus is retrograding. Neptune is retrograding. And Pluto is retrograding.
1: Well, what does that mean, Ron, for like the people who want to know? What's the difference if Eight planets retrograded, six planets retrograded, or one planet
2: retrograded.
1: What does that mean
2: well, for everyone? I'm doing a research project on famous people who are heavily uh, retrograded, is the term we use in astrology, which means that they have a heavy, large number of retrogrades. The average human being has two or three retrograding planet. So that's normal. Two or three. That's what most people have. But when you start getting to six or even a few possibilities of seven, you're way on that other out limit now. And I found that the uh, silent film director, Max Kenneth, who did the Keystone Cops and directed some well-known silent movies, especially comedies, he even directed Charlie Chaplin, um, had six retrogrades at the time he was born, just like a child this year, born between... August 7th and the 17th will have six retrogrades. And what I found is when you get a person with a heavy number of retrogrades, that means usually four or more, but especially six, you've got a person who is a real analyzing every detail, looking at every angle, looking at everything from every possibility, and you've got a person who's working deeply within their subconscious. Uh, In his case, he subconsciously set up the scene within his mind that he wanted to film. And he didn't even start the filming until he had it perfectly created, centered, and visualized within his own subconscious self. And then he turned around and manifested it in the outer world. And there was one thing wrong that he didn't have in his vision before he started the filming. One little thing off. He would refilm it again until he had it perfect. And this is what happens when you have a lot of retrogrades. Um, you pay great attention to details, and you work a lot from your pre-planned inner self.
1: Wow. Well, you know what, Ron? This is what that sounds like to me. That sounds like Virgos. I don't think Virgos even need a planet to go retrograde because they're the ones that are so hypercritical, so critical of what they do in themselves. They always want that approval to be perfect, and then they want you to be perfect to doing you the thing. Well,
2: so I, I that's it. That. You know, it does, Bonnie. Now, you might say, well, then, all right, what does it mean when there are no retrogrades? If This is the way a heavily retrograded chart works. What about January 2nd through the March 8th? What kind of personality is that? That's the kind of individual that says, no rehearsal. Let's just go ahead and fill it straight on, we're not going to rehearse, we're not going to spend time. This is forward, direct, and all things. Don't pre-plan, don't waste time. Let's move on ahead, let's get this done, let's get on to the next point. Um, It's kind of a marcher ahead, more outer world, dynamo type of person who has this ability to say, I don't need to be spending all this extra time redoing these scenes or thinking it all through or doing rehearsals. And I'm just using a movie example like that. Uh, it would be let's just wing it and go on from there. And that's kind of the attitude they'll take in life. Um, they'll do something sometimes on the spur of the moment. They just go with the flow or they flow with it. Um, they don't sit and deeply ponder things. They are more of an outward action, spur of the moment, one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing type of person.
1: Oh, I'm because you are not working
2: from the subconscious, Bonnie. They're working from the conscious outer life.
1: I love that. And Ron, you know my chart well. So I must have been born with no retrograde ever in my planet because I am that sea of the pants, fly by night, oh, we can do this type of girl. So I I love those. That's going to be an interesting set of of peeps, new souls coming in to this world. And I love that. And that's what astrology does. Don't you find that fascinating?
2: Uh, that they, they come in yes. in groups like that? Yeah, and, and people often don't think about this. You say, well, I've got a grandchild being born during one of these times. Or I'm going to have a family member give birth to one of these times. But that's just one birth in the entire world, and there's births all over the world. And that means anyone born from anywhere in the world, January 2nd through March 8th of 2018, will have no retrograde, and anyone in the world born August 7th through the 17th, will have six retrogrades. So you're right, in a way, it's kind of like a group energy because it's something that you and anyone else anywhere in the world that's being born during those time periods will share in your individual birth charts.
1: I love that. Ron, before we actually, I I wanna get to the, I wanna talk about the skies. I wanna let everyone know we are gonna get to the callers. When you ask a question, it's got to be a general uro- urology. <laughs> I must have urology, which is my I don't do any on.
2: urology. I'll tell you right now.
1: <laughs> well, everybody, it's a jo- private joke with Ron and I. My husband is a urologist, and he is an astrologist. So I always say, "Are you going to do urology?" And Ron always says, "I can't do surgery, Bonnie, but I can certainly <laughs> answer planet questions." So anyway, to let everyone know, we want you to be able to talk to Ron. So we want you to ask general questions about what you want to know about the sky, moon, stars. He can answer. Uh, he can answer questions because without seeing your chart, he can't give you that private reading. But he does do private too. reading. That's important,
2: Bonnie. If someone says, Am I going to find a job? Am I about to meet my love? I can't answer that because I don't have their chart completed in front of me. And I don't use sun sign astrology. I don't base it just on a Gemini or Capricorn or Pisces. I, that's only one point of the chart. That's only the position of the sun. You also have the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, ascending sign, house cuts, degrees of sign. And so that has to all be looked at. But a question about it is important, especially what we've got coming up here at the winter solstice with Saturday and yeah. the sun lining up as we come into the new season. That's very interesting and very um, – do we have a moment to talk about it before we take calls? And I mean only a moment.
1: Yeah. Uh, honey, you have as much time as you want because that is important. Right. I, want I, to I wanted to cover that.
2: Point, but okay. I want to mention this because people need to know this. Um, Here's the specifics, and then I'll explain what this means. Saturn is going to enter its own sign of the Zodiac for the first time in 27 years on December 20th at midnight Eastern Time. So Saturn enters Capricorn. Uh, December 21st, Sun enters Capricorn at 1129 a.m. Eastern Time. And that means that's the winter solstice. So when the sun goes into zero Capricorn and leaves Sagittarius behind, winter solstice will occur. So it's at 11:29 a.m. Eastern time on December 21st. That means the sun and Saturn are both aligned together at zero Capricorn on the day of the winter solstice. Now, there is something called astrometeorology, which uses astrology to look at weather predictions. And Saturn has always been a planet associated with cold weather, uh, sleet, snow, icy winds, heavy winter-like conditions. Now this is the winter solstice for the Northern Hemisphere. And Saturn, in its own sign yet, being the strongest it can possibly be in its own sign of Capricorn, is lining up with the sun just as the winter solstice starts. And as a rule, that should predict a fairly cold winter for many, many parts of the northern hemisphere. Now, already this hasn't happened yet. This is a month or more away, or three weeks away, and there's already reports in meteorology about this immense cold dome forming over Siberia in Russia, even now with the coldest weather that they have ever seen at this time of the year, with 60 degrees below zero Celsius, which is like 78 below zero Fahrenheit. Well, that's just an estimate. Um, and that's even before Saturn not in the Capricorn. So not everyone in the northern hemisphere is going to be frozen out, but we're going to tend to find it's going to be a, a colder period between December 21st and March 21st and more sleet and more snow and more cold wind. And I know some of you don't want to hear that, but that's part of the astrometeorological alignment. Now on Christmas Day, which is only a few days later, uh, December 25th, Venus will be at zero Capricorn, Saturn is at zero Capricorn, and the Sun is at three Capricorn. There's a triple conjunction in Capricorn wow. at early, early beginning of Capricorn Christmas Day. So I can tell you right now, there's going to be a lot of discussions about business during Christmas. There's going to be a lot of discussions about money. There's going to be discussions about inheritance. There's going to be discussions about the value of presence, one present versus another. There's going to be a lot of material mattering being discussed and dealt with. And people have to keep their spirits up this time because right before Christmas, we got that Saturn-Sun alignment starting the new season. And then on Christmas Day, we've got that triple alignment in Capricorn. Don't let that energy get you down. Don't let that energy depress you. Don't let that energy make you feel alone or isolated or friendless or um, having burdens beyond your ability to handle them. Because there is a lot of planets that are going to be in Capricorn then. We're going to have the Sun there. We're going to have the Venus there. We're going to have Saturn there. We're going to have Pluto there. And uh, that can be a pretty heavy energy. But that doesn't mean it has to be a bad Christmas. It just means you don't call victim to feel... Um, this heavy material energy bent that the sky is kind of aligning with.
1: Well, I'll tell you, Ron, I'm so happy you said that because that leads me into next. And and I will tell everybody at the end of the show, but we're not going to let you be depressed. We're not going to let you think that you're alone because we know, and I, and I've been saying this on many shows, that family and friends can be anything. I know people who talk to crystals. And they get answers from them, and they get healing. They talk to pets. They go to shelters and and stay with you know animals also that don't have a home. So and they they have friends can be really their family. So I always say, and this is me, if I ever get lonely, which I never do, but if I did, I would go to Starbucks, sit outside, and watch all the people. Half of them talk to you anyway. If that's the case, Starbucks on Christmas, guys, and there'll be plenty of you there. Okay, Ron, what else is going on in the sky? Yeah, there is one more thing
2: that's really important. The planet Uranus, which stays seven to almost eight years in one sign of the zodiac, is about to change into another sign. And this is happening in a little less than six months. Uh, Uranus has been in Aries. Since May 28, 2010. So it's been in Aries over seven years now. And on May 16, 2018, it's going to move into Taurus. And this is the first sign change in Uranus in seven to eight years. Uh, So it's going out of Aries. And those of you who are Aries people can say, thank goodness, because Uranus produces sudden things, surprises, the unexpected, choppiness, a lot of electric-like energy. There's a lot of good to it, but it also can be a very choppy, erratic type of energy. There's a lot of intelligence to it, a lot of discovery to it, a lot of pioneering and territory to it. That it's now switching its energy out of Aries into Taurus, and it'll be in that sign for seven to eight years in the future, starting on May 16, 2018. And that's the only sloping far from the sun outer planet that's changing signs. Um, so those of you that have had over seven years since late May of 2010 of Saturn, I'm sorry, Uranus, going through Aries, you can and you're an Aries person, you could say, thank goodness that one's moving on. I have less than six months to go, and by May the 16th, I'll say goodbye, and you're going into the next sign. Um, now, wow. it may touch back into uh, late, late, late Aries, but don't let that bother you because it's already made this sign change into Taurus. It shifted its energy into that new sign
1: wow well you know i have two family members that are taurus rising or taurus moon and i don't think uranus is that bad i always think uranus is is the planet not you know you're the astrologer so maybe i'm wrong because you know i could be especially in astrology um i i always thought uranus was the planet of surprise of sudden change which i always liked so, does that? And mean it's that also that the
2: planet of new age energy. Don't forget it, rules Aquarius, the friend of the new age. So it's invention, it's old habits. It's shedding your old skin and becoming a whole new free person. It's freeing yourself up from limitations. It's independence, it's independent action, independent thinking, um aha moments when we have sudden breakthroughs and discoveries, and we get a brilliant idea in our mind. Um, it's the planet that can produce all of this, so it does have a refreshing, electric electric-like um, charge-up energy. But it also can be, uh, if you don't know what's going on, and Uranus is making a transit in your chart, it can be very choppy and full of surprises. And some people are not comfortable with surprises.
1: Ah, okay. Well, that you know, that's a great thing to know, especially if you are a Taurus. And I love that, and I can't wait for Tauruses to have that Uranus in there. Although, like I said, I have two family members that are arising in a Moon, and oh gosh, you know, I hope things go better for them. But what what else do you see, Ron, coming up? I love the weather change. Do you see? So you feel that we're going to have a colder winter than we now?
2: We're in Florida. They're telling us differently in Florida. They're saying, oh, we're in a La Nina period, so expect a warm winter, expect warmer than average weather, and expect it to not get as cold. So everyone will say, well, there's a direct contradiction right there. Now, that's why I said it can be parts of the Northern Hemisphere. We can have tremendous cold, but the cold may not, one after another, march straight down to Florida. It can get close and then be diverted. The front could go to Georgia and disintegrate or, or warm up. But what happens is everybody above us, or especially in the further north you are, will tend to have uh, an incredibly cold winter. And that also means that the Southern Hemisphere is entering its summer on December 21st. And with that Saturn-Sun alignment, they'll have a cooler than average summer. So those of you listening from the Southern Hemisphere, Uh, expect this summer to not necessarily be over, uh, well, you'll have a few days of hot weather, but you're not going to have the the regular hot, warm summer.
1: Well, you know what, Ron, I've got to tell you, and then I'm going to have to pick up a couple guests, because (laughs) you've got so many people that want to talk to you. And Kelly, I'm going to let you on first, because you've asked to be put on, but... I've got to tell you this, Ron, I bought a faux fur coat. Okay, now you know I live in Florida, but I bought a faux fur coat because I never wear fur to go to Kentucky because you told me that they were going to have or that the the top half might have a more colder uh, air than usual. And I hope so because this is a thick faux fur coat. And I need to wear it. So I did buy one for the extra cold. Anyway, I am going to put on Kelly because she is just wanting to talk to you, Ron. And unless there's anything else you want the people to know very quickly, I'm going to put Kelly I'm on. Just
2: one more comment. Yesterday, the 29th of November, Pluto used its discovery point for the last time. And uh, this will only take a second. Pluto was discovered February 18, 1930. And it was at 17 degrees, 46 minutes, cancer. Well, three times this year, present year 2017, it was at 17 degrees, 46 minutes. Capricorn, opposite the point it was at in discovery. That was January 24th, near the uh, uh, president inauguration. That was July 24th, and it was yesterday. So Pluto still today is opposite the point it was at when it was discovered. That's why this has been a very intense year, weather-wise and costly weather-wise for weather damages. And it's been a very intense year in so many ways all around the world because Pluto is opposing the point it was at when it was first discovered in the consciousness of the world. 17 degrees 46, cancer back then, now it's at 1746 Capricorn. That's not going to happen in 2018. It's already going to be past that point, and it's going to be moving 18 degrees, 19 degrees. It'll be moving away from that opposition. So we are in a really intense period right now because we just had Pluto go opposite its discovery point for the third and final time this year.
0: Well, what does that exactly?
2: good, by the way, This could be good for research. This could be good for discovery. This could be good for forensics. This could be good for... Um, Many, many things, but we're in a very uh, powerful, intense period. It won't be quite as intense. It'll lessen up a little bit in 2018 because we won't have Pluto opposing Pluto.
1: Well, do you feel like maybe we'll miss the nuclear attacks that everybody says that we might have from North Korea? Maybe that's. What I got Pluto a little Pluto nervous
2: thing. when he set up that really serious rocket just in the last couple of days, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, the 29th is going to. That's like a day or so afterwards. I hope we don't start taking a reaction to it at right now because we've got a Pluto-Pluto opposition, and that can be an aggressive action type of uh, timing. It can also be a very warlike timing. But we're moving away from that. We're now one day past it. And every day and every week and every month we continue on. We're not going to have Pluto opposing itself. It'll be weaker and weaker and it'll go deeper into Capricorn and this won't be reoccurring.
1: Wow. I love that. I hope, you know, I just want to tell everyone peace on earth, goodwill to everyone. And, you know, that's the whole purpose of our souls. I don't know whether we're here to learn that. We're here to... We emit that, we most that. We're here to feel that, but for some reason, we we can't get it right yet. So I know we've got what? How many years do we have, Ron, to that the uh, Aquarius ages? Two thousand eight hundred oh, years.
2: 2,000 2, it years, and we've only had about sixty years of Aquarius. So we've got twenty one hundred years to go. Um, and <laughs> Maybe we we'll learn things. it by then. Oh, we sure will, or during the timing of that 2,100 years. Um, the reason why we've had this hashtag MeToo sexual um, scandals and people being revealed sexually for the things that they've done is because of Pluto opposing itself, and that's been an intense part of this year. It's been going on for weeks now. That's been part of the revealing of Pluto. It's called the Great Revealer, and it's been revealing people's past sexual actions that has been inappropriate and it's come back now to affect their present life.
1: You know, I, I'm i so glad you brought that up, Ron, because you're right, Pluto is a sexual planet because it rules Scorpio. And Scorpio is That's a right. very sexy planet. So you're right, I never thought of that. All I I just have been watching and you know, know, it's kind of like the video games. After the first 100 people, then you look at the 101st to 300 and you're kind of already anesthetized to it. First it's horrible and horrifying and it is all horrifying. But after you get to the 30th, 100th person that did it, you kind of throw your hands up and go, oh, well, everyone is involved. But now I see that that Pluto, Pluto, had a lot to do with this. That is crazy, yeah. and I never thought about that.
2: I predicted that early this year. I was telling people, I said, we're going to have three Pluto opposite of discovery points this year, and it's going to bring out hidden stuff people have done even years before that they've forgotten about or walked away from and didn't have any consequences. Pluto's going to bring them back, be revealed, and it'll be consequences. And it could be the same thing if you skimmed money uh, in a business account or kept two books, you know, tweaking your books and were, you know, funneling off some money like embezzling. Um, This also could be revealed during Pluto because it's the access of stuff you did that were either sexual or that were financially illegal. But sexual work, and a lot of people said to me, well, that's Jupiter going into Scorpio back in... October that caused all this sexual stuff. But I said, no, 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 it goes into Scorpio every 12 years. And this never happened before like this. This is because of Pluto opposite Pluto. Opposite, the point it was at when everybody in the world knew suddenly there was a planet there. It wasn't just a mystery planet. It wasn't just planet X. It became revealed. And that's called the discovery point. And we know what the discovery points are for Uranus, neptune and pluto because we know the date those three planets were discovered
1: wow i that's amazing i didn't even think of that and you know i told everybody this show would be amazing and that we you can't even imagine what's going on in the sky but this is what i love ron this is what people don't realize about uh the planets and watching and and looking and studying them you can actually see how they affect like the world the inner part of you, the outer part of countries, when you look at what is going on in the sky. I We don't, uh, unfortunately, we are not. We have a million people on hold, and I hope that you give us some more time um, in the future that we can actually uh, have callers. Oh, we're time for the
2: calls? I guess we talked too gonna... much. I
1: just talk. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm going to pick up a couple. If you, if I only have time for one, and, and I know she wants to get on, but I do want everybody to hear how to get a reading from you because it's really important that one either, I'll I do updates probably every six months, which most people don't do, but yearly. But I like to see what's going on, and there's so much going on in the houses with the planets that we couldn't even have time to tell you. But Ron is one of the best there is in the world, He's got clients from all over different countries. So if you'd like to get a private reading from Ron, Ron, tell them how real quickly.
2: Okay. um, Here's my email address. So um, it's my first and last name. And all of this is run together, of course. It's Ronald Cole, R-O-N-A-L-D-C-O-L-E, Ronald Cole, 945. Ronald Cole 945 at gmail.com you can email me and express an interest in the chart ask questions and i'll be happy to correspond with you and if you want an appointment i can set one up with you
1: i love that ron is going to hopefully set up a youtube channel too so you'll be able to see some astrology and tarot we're going to have you back ron because you also taught tarot on this channel and we'd like to do some spreads, too. That would be fun. But we're going to hopefully see what's going on with the planet, stars, moons, and sky a lot more. I do have to tell you that when you take that breath, everyone, that's the chart. That's the map you came in with. It's like one of those maps to find the treasure. You can't, if you go blindly through your life without seeing what the map looks like that you planned, Uh, You can miss out a whole lot in decision making and places to be and jobs and and love and all that. And I believe that if you don't have a birth chart or, or a birth, you know, a birth astrology chart, you need to get one. And if you have one, Ron also does updates. You will be amazed at his updates. I'm going, I think next Friday, this is my second one. I can't take it. I hear so much. I can't even yay, I can't even I can't even keep. I you, you do a couple hours and then I forget, even if I tape it. So I love having my reading astrology and tarot actually by Ron Cole. He's a doctorate in astrology. He's amazing. He does tarot readings and he does astrology charts please get a hold of him. I don't say this lightly because I use them. So everyone, please, if you need uh, anything in astrology, contact Ron. And he also does tarot readings that are amazing through astrology. I want to put Kelly on for one minute because unfortunately, I cannot make the show go any longer because I have to be, I have to meet my son at the doctor's and hopefully he won't need surgery. But (laughs) hey, Kelly, I put you on because I know. (laughs)
0: You want to talk to Ron? I want to at least say hi. Yes, I do. Absolutely.
2: Hello, Kelly. It's been so long and I've thought of you so many oh, times. No. Good, grand greetings to you. Absolutely.
0: I, I have I have missed your wit and wisdom. It's like I, I hope you're... You know, I'm glad to hear you're feeling you know, a lot better. I'm hoping, I'm hoping you're going to come back as, as a regular. It's like I've got several questions. Um... But what one in particular came up, um, and it's like, if it's, if it's too complex, you know, let me know. Um, but a girlfriend of mine asked me, and she said, because she was asking about progress stuff, and she said, is it possible when you do a progress chart, she said, do you ever become like, she said, will you ever become a Pisces? And I was like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so, but I don't know, because I was born in Aquarius. So it's like, does a progress chart ever make you like another, another um, sun sign?
2: In a way, yes, because if you're born under Aquarius, there'll be some year in your future that the sun will progress into Pisces. And then if you lose 30 years of it in Pisces, it can progress into Aries. So your sun does progress into the signs ahead of it. It moves one astrological degree for each year of your life. So if you're born in Aquarius, then when you're 10, the sun will be at zero Pisces. And when you're 40, it'll be at zero Aries. So, actually, it does progress into other signs. You, you have the influence. You're like, I'm going into cancer, but my progress son's in Virgo.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: So I gee, right that, I, was sitting but,
0: there, I, I was kind of sitting there going, wow. It's like I, I thought once in Aquarius, always in Aquarius. <laughs> wow. that, that is really Burgo. amazing.
2: Well, Aquarius energy is birthed, but it will progress into a new sign flavoring that energy. Okay. Wow. Okay.
1: Wow. Uh, Ron, I've put some more time on the on the on the books here because we do. If, if you don't mind, I can't go too long, but I want you to take some questions. So, okay. would, would you be able to stay? Okay, go ahead, I'm Kelly. Sure. You can, that, that was amazing, <laughs> Kelly. That was an amazing question because I got to tell you, <laughs> now I'm a Virgo. You got to be kidding, Ron. I don't even can't even <laughs> see going into Virgo. I mean, you I know.
2: I've got three, I've got four years and the sun will progress into Libra. So I've been in Virgo quite a while now by progression. And uh, it's now going to be about, I just looked it up recently, it's going to be four years from now. The sun will say goodbye to Virgo and go into Libra. And when I was around, oh boy, eight years of age, um, the sun left Cancer and entered Leo. And then I was 30 years with the sun progressing through Leo. And now it's progressed close to the ending of Virgo, and then it'll go into Libra. So what happens, happens is it flavors you every every one of those times that it changes. Every right. cancer, okay. if they live to at least be age thirty, every cancer will reach uh, the progressed sun going into Leo, because that's the next sign. And the older okay. you live, well, the more they progress into other signs.
0: Cool. Okay, okay. so well, that's why that you do a progression is because, <laughs> the, yes, we'll have to talk about that more. That's, that's, a, that's a cool one. It's like, I'll let her know.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I'm getting uh-huh. older now, some- now, ladies, that my son's going to progress into its fourth sign. It started in Cancer. I did had that, and it progressed through Leo, number two, Virgo, number three, and in four right. years, it's going go to go Libra. Right. Oh, my gosh. gosh. Okay,
0: Here
2: you- And then you have a another- calendar here.
0: Wow.
1: Do you have right. another question, Kelly? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start answering, but stay on
0: because if, if people, you know, don't I, I, yeah, I'll yield the floor to someone else's like but it's like, yeah, because as long as we know Ron's going to come back, I'll have other questions. <laughs> I'll give someone no. else a chance, but thank you. It's so good to hear your voice, Ron. I'm so glad you're back. Ron, oh, wait,
1: wait a minute. Kelly. Kelly. Callie, you're too important here. You're my angel, angel, and you have given so much to the show. <laughs> Ask him another question, please, before I move to 615.
0: Oh, golly. Um, boy, I don't even know where to go after that one. <laughs> I know. Okay, then I mean, I'm, I'm going move- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna say I'm going to hope that you will kind of, um, because I, no longer have, I don't have Wi-Fi, um, I would like to go through, and, and I'm going to hope that you will review some of the stuff um, like the, the astrological signs of the states and, and stuff like that, because I was sitting here trying to remember, are there any states that are Aquarius states?
2: Yes. Uh, these are when the statehood days occurred, when the state entered the Union, and you will find that uh, the state of Arizona is Aquarius, February 14th, and it shares its, in, its birth date, so to speak, with or the state of Oregon. Oregon is uh, February 14th, but it's in the 1880s, where Arizona was 1912. So that's the second Aquarius state. Um, Another Aquarius state is Massachusetts, and another one is uh, Michigan. And, of course, Aquarius is associated with automobiles and cars and uh, (laughs) assembly lines and that. Um, And interestingly enough, Kansas is Aquarius. So then that's been a center in the airline uh, industry for construction of airlines and airline connections and air travel is associated with Aquarius. So offhand wow. then is Oregon, Arizona, Massachusetts, Mich- Michigan, and uh, Kansas. They all came in uh, as a state when the sun was in Aquarius.
0: Cool. Wow. Thank you. So those, so, so those would be five good states for Aquarius people to live in.
2: Oh, absolutely, they would be, because the statehood birth date would be the same as your astrology sun sign birthday. So right. You share a, a distinct harmony with them. Now, it would be all different years now. These states, now Massachusetts came in the earliest of any of these, and Arizona was the last, but they still right. were sharing the query. So it's like Bonnie and I are both right. born on the same day, but different years, but we share that birthday. Right. You know what?
0: Is now, now, is it, you know what? Go ahead, what, 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 say. So, so would it be true, would the progressions hold true for the states also? So it's like, would the states progress into different... Oh, my gosh, I never thought about sides? that. Would <laughs> <progress> <laughs> like, and, and so would so, so, so it so be good, you know, at some point to move to other states because, you know, they would progress someplace. It's like, I, I was really curious about that.
2: Well, I, I do know that works because the 1776 birthday of the United States, July 4th, uh, that that chart has progressed, and I was reading a research paper years ago by an astrologer that was mentioning that the U.S. chart had progressed into the sign of Pisces. It had moved oh, wow. through Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and was now progressing through Pisces uh, in mm-hmm. its progress chart. That's all those years from 1776 till now. So sure enough, okay. if a country can progress, so can a state progress. Cool. Okay. I,
0: that is that is, like,
1: that is so amazing. I can't even I I can't even say anything to uh, to <laughs> tell you, Rod, because you know what? Now you can't. I was going to say to you, no, states can't be really progressed because they're of the earth, and the minute that it's consecrated into the earth, that it wouldn't be progressed. But you know what? The same thing with people. So I it's amazing what you just told me. I do want to say no, a no, shout no. out. to.
2: People will always teach me, find, you know, this whole country, this whole, uh, what we now call the United States, was just a, a raw, independent, open space with native peoples in it. And why should we believe that one area now is Aquarius, one area now is Pisces, one area now is Sagittarius? Well, I'll explain, well, they never had sacred boundaries. And once you had sacred boundaries, you had an identifying energy established with that particular area that once was just open territory. And then once that boundary became from a territory to an actual state, it's like a baby going from conception and formation to birth, then you now have the birth of an energy. But what's so eerie is states will come in an astrological sign that fits them like a glove. Now, Florida is an example. Florida is a Pisces state. Now, how much better... Because example in Florida, there are two fish in Pisces swimming on different directions. We have an Atlantic coast. We have a Gulf of Mexico coast, two fish, two water. We've got salt water outside the state, freshwater lakes and rivers inland. We've got water everywhere. Pisces is associated with escapism and fantasy. We have Disney World and theme parks. So it's just this whole landmass was here before there were any established well, boundaries of states. But it came in under the sign that fit the exact energy of what this state represented, even in its raw, undeveloped, non-statehood era. Wow! wow.
1: I can't. I, that's. A, I mean, I, I. I can't. That's why I'm telling you, astrology to me is so fascinating. I. I can't even um it, it's just and kelly you do you know kelly does those atlantean life and birth cards here on the show and it's about planets and planetary days so i just think that astrology is you know it's the bomb i only wish i knew more about it i i i i always scout it but i am not a nov- i'm a novice versus a uh a doctor and I am so happy to have you. Ron's, Ron's a master. Kelly, Come I, on. I,
0: yeah, <laughs> he's a master.
1: Absolutely. Well, he's a master. He's got his doctorate in astrology. But you should hear, That's let great. me tell you guys, you should hear about, um, yeah. about his, um, you should hear about the, to do a astrological tarot reading with him. It is amazing. Kelly, can you take this call and talk to Ron? I've got to take this call. And I don't want to. I don't want to hang up. So can you talk
0: to Ron? All right, Ron. I will be Absolutely. right back, guys. <laughs> righty. Okay. Alrighty. So we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, and that, and then that that leads me that leads me to one other question. It's like, um, and and I don't know that anybody's gonna have the answer, but it's like, so do we have a planetary birth date also? I mean, and how how could you figure that planetary?
2: Oh, birthday? that's important. Thinking. That's the most important thing of all. The moment we take that first breath and we're an independent living being, we take the exact moment of time on the clock that that first breath occurred, and we take the date, monthly and year, and we take the location on the earth's surface that we are at, and you set up a chart for the exact sky conditions at that time. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, Kelly, but it became quite an astrological understanding to me. Whenever a child is born... The child is in charge of that birth, not the doctors, not the mothers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> not the mothers. Everyone will argue with that going, what do you mean, um, the child's in charge? Well, people don't stop to realize it's going to be that child's birth chart for their entire living life. So right. people will say, well, my doctor instituted a cesarean or they activated labor or the child was late or the right. child was early. There's no such thing. Child born and took that first breath at the exact moment of time they were supposed to be born. And whether we think we've tweaked it with cesareans or other times, the child would not be born and take that first breath until that time is right. I'm back, guys. All right.
1: I'm back. And I got to tell you, this is reality radio. I have a kid that's in college who can't who hurt his foot who I'm taking to the doctor. And that's who was on the phone. He's on his way to the doctor. So again, I'm going to pick up. I've got about 15 minutes. um, And I want to pick up some other callers. But I can't believe the questions you asked, Kelly. I mean, you are just amazing yourself. I've I had mean, months great to think questions. about stuff.
0: It's been a long time Ron. since Ron's been here. It's like I've had stuff rolling through my brain for a long time. <laughs> Ron, I think that's
1: your cue that you need to come back, okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be very happy and honored to come back. It's always a pleasure to be on this show. Cool.
1: Oh, I I love that, Ron. All right, I'm going to pay, stay 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 tuned, Kelly. I'm staying so, Oh, yeah, um, just meet me. All right, honey. <laughs> Okay, I will. Uh, what, can I ask a question? Did I barge in on an answer, Ron, you were giving her? Because he can you
2: can't a Psychic hunch or a sense of wanting to need to make something clear. Please, please, feel free to come in.
1: Okay, I will. Well, are you talking about me?
2: Yeah, didn't you say, yeah. can I come in at any time to make a comment or things? And I said, sure.
1: And he said yes. Oh, I would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I,
0: well,
1: <laughs> oh, honey, I would. I would absolutely. You know me. I don't shut up. I just was saying I'm back because I I had stepped out for a second. So. is oh, um, that exactly um,
2: referring I, to. Oh, okay, yes. I'm sorry, I'm missing. Yes. <laughs> and there's a an yes. Mercury retrograde misunderstanding. Theme.
1: <laughs> well yeah let's hope it's just this because I can only I can only hope that we're going to be okay with this one Ron but I, I do want you to all know that Ron does do I mean Ron I, he, Kelly you got to see his he does like an astrological wheel with a tarot card so we're going to try to bring that I know it's cool. it's tough to see it but we're going to try to do something with that Ron I am going to move to the next caller so Kelly, hold your you're the chariot. Hold, hold your horse reins. Okay, hold on. She's a chariot, Ron. You know, she's got those reins in her hands. So one five, you are on with Dr. Ron Cole, Anything Astrology. Hi.
0: Hi, this is Lynn. Hi, everyone. Hi Lynn. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really well. Thank you so much. Um, I'm January fifth, nineteen fifty-six, and um, I'd like to know. Well, I am I was supposed to be a Capricorn, but it's really odd that um, I I feel more more airy. I feel I don't really feel like um like an earth person. I don't know why, but. Um, What do you think about that, um, Ron?
3: Um,
2: Well, what's also interesting, Lynn, is a thing that has profound influence on us is the rising sign or ascendant when we are born. That's the astrological sign that's on the eastern horizon in the birth city at the time we take our first breath. Now, what that means is the earth is always turning and it's always bringing some part of space over the eastern horizon into the sky overhead. And it's also taking things in the sky overhead and dipping them down below the horizon on the west. But the eastern horizon is important. And in 24 hours, every one of the 12 signs of the zodiac will rise sometime in that day and night period. So it is very possible that at the time you came into the world, Aries was rising. And you may have that strong identity with that sign because it is the ascending sign or rising sign which interestingly enough, Lynn, until about a hundred years ago was the most important thing in all the previous centuries of history of astrology. They never talked about their sun sign like yours would be born at Capricorn in early January. That wasn't talked about. The sun was kind of looked at as just like one of the rest of the planet. What they talked about was what's coming up over the horizon when the child was born. And... Uh, And it changes because one sign will stay on the horizon from beginning to end for only about two hours, and then the next one will come, and then that will stay about two hours. So it can vary, and many, many people say, I'm not really a Capricorn, or I'm not really like the Sagittarius, but I'm this other sign, and you find out that they either have a lot of planets in that sign, a lot of planets ganged up in one that sign, or that was their rising sign, and that's why they have their personal uh, an identity with it. That's why they feel like that. That's why they express that energy so strongly. And that's why you can't base astrology. Just your question, Lynn explains it. You can't base it on sun signs alone because you could line up 10 Capricorns. The only thing they share in common is the sun in Capricorn, and they have everything else different in their chart. And it's the yeah. differences that can make people different. That's where the skeptics try to trip up astrologers. They'll try to line up 10 Capricorns and they'll say, none of these people <laughs> are the same as the others. And, you know, you might say oh, these descriptions in the Sign column say Capricorns are having all of this happening to you today. Well, actually, everybody's got an individual chart and everybody's got a moon and Mercury and Venus and all the way through Pluto. And they all have different rising signs so that will color them in different ways.
0: Wow! So I love that. that. Yeah, that, I hope that, that I hope that so. made. Yeah, Don't I hope let that made
2: sense, sense to you. That, that I know three Capricorns; they're all different. Well, of course they're different. They have different ascendants. They have different planetary patterns. They only share the sun and Capricorn just the one thing between their charts. Awesome.
0: Don't you worry. <laughs> Yeah, don't you worry. You got
1: that air going somewhere, girlfriend. So, uh, uh, thank,
3: thank you. you. Lynn, I can awesome. tell you, you got
2: some Aries placements there to steal strong Aries or a very prominently placed Mars, which is the ruler of Aries.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So I good. love that. I, I, you know what? Thank Lynn? He you. is you.
1: So, yes. You're welcome. but he is so good. Um, he yeah. not only—if I told you all the things he does—he's a—he he, does—we uh, call it mind control, but it's—it's it's actually it was a system. He actually does past life regressions. He's a clairvoyant oh. medium. He is an astrologist wow. by—he to, he told you he's a doctor in astrology. He's done it for 40 something years. This man is so connected. When he tells you you're something, you could take it to the bank, girlfriend. So I am oh, wow. going to put you on hold and move okay, to Okay. Thank you. Call. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Thank,
0: thank you Liz. so much.
1: Bye. Oh my God. She's so sweet. I just love her. And that's the air because you know me with, with Earth. I want to go,
0: oh,
1: but it's okay. <laughs> I can handle it. 513, you are on with the doctor of astrology and many other things. Ron Cole.
3: Hi. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. Who is who are we speaking with? Tanyana. Ah, Tanyana. Oh my goodness, girl! I haven't seen you
1: here. or Maybe I have. And I know. You know my. How are you?
3: Well, I'm thinking since the Mercury retrograde is fast approaching, that's probably why you've heard from me again. Well, that's a good thing
1: then and you get what would yeah. you like to know astrologically <laughs> from dr. Cole
3: well I'm looking at my my uh, natal chart and all of my activity pretty much is on the left side and I only got one thing going on in my fifth house and it's a, a south node in Pisces that's retrograde so I was wondering if if you can give me any insight into that.
2: Oh, that's very interesting. That means you've got all of your planets between houses 10 and three. And as you look at the chart, it'd be all on the left hand of the, or left side of the wheel. Um, Mm. That's described as a left hemisphere chart uh, professionally. And that's incredibly good. That's incredibly good because that gives you the ability to start enterprises lay foundations to businesses and things. Um, That gives you the ability to be an idea person, to come up with concepts. Now, here's why. That whole left hemisphere is a hemisphere for creative new things, new ideas, a new way to do an old thing, a way to tweak an old way to make it new and refreshed. And most people, 90% of the people that have left hemisphere charts are really good in coming up with new ideas. And they are also really good in thinking things, in beginning energies and pro, enterprises and work and charities and businesses. And uh, wow. they, they're they really powerful in that sense. Um, it doesn't mean they're self-centered. Because I read some book, an astrology one, and they said, oh, that's the area of self, because they only think of themselves. And I found that not true. It means that's that me. they've got self Self power, self empowerment, and the ability to rise through their own power and initiative. If they get into a oh, you know, a challenging cycle or time in their life, they have that power and that ability to just rise through it and out of it. Right. Self
0: survival,
2: self, um, uh, spring back like ability. But boy, that when I see a chart like that, I know this is a really good person for business because they're coming up with new ideas. They're going to start new businesses. They're going to start enterprises. They're going to be the first one in on the foundation layer, a layering of something before everyone else catches on.
3: Yeah, I love talking business. It's like my thing. I'm a wheeler dealer.
2: (laughs) I know that that's part of your purpose in this life or you wouldn't have had that kind of configuration. That's part of the energy of the chart. Great.
1: What about her south nose? Wait a minute, Tonyana. What is We're
2: What about have, um, the south The nodes are always opposite each other, so there will always be one node in the opposite hemisphere. Um, the south node would be in the house of children, in the house of pets, house number five, from which you said. Now, this is going to sound interesting, but it's part of astrological uh, understanding. The south node is repeating things from the past or is connected with things that once had happened in the past so if you have any children, they are not new souls coming into your being and life for the first time. They are beings that you had past life interactions with in at least one or more past lives. They could have been parents. They could have been mm-hmm. friends. They could have been siblings. They could have been children. But the souls of any children are not going to be um, brand new souls. Ironically, that's also interesting with pets. If you ever have the mm, loss of a yeah. pet, that pet can come back again in Please, another yeah. animal form.
3: I know okay. that. Let me. I'll tell the story real, real quick for you. Uh, we had to put this one cat, Benny, asleep. He was a gray, beautiful, and um, but we had to put him asleep because we just there was no hope for him. And we all, we told him right before we had to euthanize him. Please, Benny, come back to us any any form. We we love you so much. And we were finally ready to have another pet and we, we were on Facebook and we seen this gray, gray cat, except he was short hair this time, but it was Benny's eyes. And I was like, this is, this is him. I know it's him. And so we got him back and, and his birthday, cause they gave us the papers. His birthday is October 7th, of 1978. The same, well, not 78, <laughs> October 7th, the same date as mine. Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah. So that just share you know, that story. See, that makes sense to me. I had a, an astrological client that had a cat that would always jump up and uh, sit on top of the refrigerator because that warm air would come there, and they would be real contented up on top of the refrigerator. So they left that space open for them. Well, that cat died, and mm-hmm. years later they went to get another cat. And the first thing the cat did was walk around the house like it knew everything, went right into the <laughs> kitchen and jumped up on top of the refrigerator and sat there, even though they had placed things on top of the refrigerator, just sat there among the things. And the woman immediately knew it was the cat coming back in another body.
1: Yeah, it must have had the south yeah. node and the fifth.
0: <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, just like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's craziness. That's absolutely. Well, I don't believe anything is crazy. You know, I just say crazy because it it's just mind boggling yeah. that you can see this really? actually happening. Isn't it crazy? I mean, I use the word crazy because I How love did it. How you
2: but- take a cat, Bonnie, into a house that never had been there before and knew to where everything was, walked around in total familiarity, and then went into the kitchen and jumped straight up onto the top of the refrigerator? I've had people say, oh, they picked up on the psychic energy of the old cat. Well, actually, that cat has been deceased for years. So um, they just knew the same personality was there, the same energy was there with this cat, and they knew it was a cat in another body.
1: I love wow. that. Tanyana, I think you got your answer, girl, and it's even in your sure chart. Did. Sure
3: did. <laughs> sure did, and thank well, you so much, all of you. Thanks Thank you, oh,
1: you're so welcome. I love when you're on the show. So feel free to call back. Uh, Ron will be coming and making a whole lot more visits. He used to be here every week. And then he, he his house took a little bit of a, of a dive. So now uh, we don't have shows on every week, but he will be back at least a couple times a month because I can't take it when I don't have an astrologist. So I am and, really excited. Yeah, so call back, please.
3: Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: Bye, now. Bye. Thank you for
1: calling. Oh my goodness Ron we have more callers than we can get to we only have four minutes left and I have got to get to the doctor with Arthur so I do want and to I do thank you Also,
2: an appointment in three Eastern time so uh-huh. yeah I can take four minutes no problem
1: well I'm going to and I'm going to ask you to please give everyone again how to get in touch with you you do many different readings and you do, you well, I would imagine you have to do it on um, in-person, your your past life regression, because that's amazing, well, too. You're amazing. I also but. record the
2: session digitally. I, I have my laptop, and I record the reading. And part of the whole reading experience is I send them the audio reading that we just have done. I do it on the phone because people call me from everywhere. I record it and then they get the audio reading and they just open up the email and download it and have the whole reading to listen to. Um, to reach me for an astrology reading, uh, or even if you want a tarot, it's this email, Ronald Cole, that's R-O-N-A-L-D-C-O-L-E, Ronald Cole nine four five nine hundred forty-five at gmail.com.
1: Ron, I am so proud and honored to have you back. I want everyone to know it'll be the best reading you ever had. And again, Nastami, and hey, we got Aquarius back. Thank you everyone for yes, being with go.
0: us.
1: Thank you for being in chat, for being on the phone line, for taking an interest in all that's interesting. And we will see you back. I think my next show is Tuesday. And we start, Ron, the prediction shows for 2018.
0: And Is I Tuesday have- the prediction um, show?
1: Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are prediction shows
2: with Jerry Oh, Humphrey. So everybody needs to tune into that because they need to hear predictions for this next year.
1: That's right. Uh, Mark Richardson and his, uh, his spirit guide, Tommy, we also have uh brenda brenda brandon annabelle miller we have um unbelievable the following week we have i i can't even tell you how famous he is in europe but we have uh someone giving us predictions on the 12th his name is grant collier he's amazing he's an amazing psychic medium he does he's the psychic medium that was here about three years ago, and I am so proud and honored to have everyone back for Prediction Shows. I'm gonna have a coughing spell in just one second, everyone. So thank you, thank you, and Ron, thank you. Love, love, Um,
2: thank you, Ron. Thank you, Thank you, everyone can pull your show up from um, the archive and listen to any shows that they've missed or want to hear again, is that correct?
1: That's absolutely correct. And if I was everybody, and if I wasn't going to a coughing spell, just give me a second, please pull up the prediction shows from last year. You can't imagine, Jerry's prediction show, how many things, one just happened again. <clears throat> a royal uh, engagement, and it wouldn't be easy. And we just heard that Harry, and I don't wanna know what her first name is, Markle, got engaged on Monday. So kudos to you, Jerry, because you rocked the house with predictions. And I think Barry, uh, John gave predictions last year. You've got to go back and listen to their shows to see how many
2: actual predictions. This is predictions a valuable thing is. about you, your show, because people can listen to it again at any time in their leisure. And if they want to hear a show for a repeat or want to see hear a show they've never heard, they can go in and you can tell anyone you know to go in and listen to any show.
1: Absolutely. If you want Bonnie Albers on air, you can do the archives on blog talk radio. I'm also on iTunes. I have 600 shows. So please, everyone go to podcast iTunes, download Bonnie Albers on air, subscribe, you'll get all the, uh, the last, uh, you know, sessions right to your phone, or you can come right in here on the archive. And you can uh, scroll down, pick the one you've missed. But please subscribe, it'll tell you when my new shows are. And thank you, Ron, for bringing that up, because I don't bring it up very often. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we are officially off the air. I wanna thank everybody, and I'll see you back here on Tuesday at one o'clock.
3: Bye.